So we, in the month of January, we've been in a series called Pray First. I don't want prayer to be our last resort. I want to be a pray first church. I don't want prayer to be the last resort of my marriage. I want to have pray first kind of marriage. I don't want prayer to be my last resort as a parent. I want to be a pray first parent. And prayer is certainly not going to be a last resort for New Life Church. I want to be a pray first church. So here's kind of where we've been. In week one, we said we can ask. The, the word says, ask, seek, and knock, and the door will be open to you. And then part two, we talked about how Jesus says to pray, and he gave us a prayer model. We call it the Lord's Prayer, and we used that, the Lord's Prayer, as a prayer model. And we kind of, we kind of if you remember on that Sunday, we turned, we turned our whole service into a prayer laboratory, and we exercised a prayer model together in that way. And last week we looked at how Paul says to pray in praying for others. And we used Paul's prayer in Ephesians and Colossians as a model of prayer where we can insert the names of, of, of others into his prayer and use that for prayer. Because I, I think that sometimes the struggle for prayer is not lack of inspiration, but information. In other words, sometimes we just don't know what to say. And so uh, hopefully I, we've been able to give you some models of prayer that you can use, some inspiration and information to help continue uh, your life of prayer. And so this morning, to kind of end this series on Pray First, what I want to tell all of us today is simply this, keep praying. Like yesterday was day 21 of our 21 days of fasting and prayer. Keep praying. Keep praying because our country is suffering Moral, de moral decay is on the rise. And historians will tell you that in the 5,000 years of recorded human history, there have been 26 cycles of human history that have repeated themselves over and over. We are now on track to be in the same place where once you reach this point in a cycle of human history, there is no recovery. Society uh, when, you, when you cannot recover from where we might be today. And that's doom and gloom. But how many of you know, but God, but God, uh, most, most of history's empires that had done what we have done in our country, risen to success, and were uh, where we were and are, some, these empires eventually lost their way Lost, lost their way around the same age of our country today, around 240 years old. You see, God is a blessing kind of God, amen. And when you do the right things, you get God's blessing. But if you get God's blessing and you abuse God's blessing, eventually abusing God's blessing always leads back to bondage. So the Persians, the Trojans, the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, none of these empires were conquered by somebody else. Every one of these empires collapsed from within, you see. The, found, the, the founder and kind of builder of modern-day Dubai, this is what he said. He said, my grandfather rode a camel. My father rode a camel. I ride a Mercedes. My son rides a Land Rover. 
My grandson is going to ride a Land Rover, but my great-grandson is going to have to ride a camel again. And when he was asked, why, why do you think that is? This is what he said. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. And weak men create difficult times. Many will not understand it, but you have to raise warriors, not parasites. These are the words of the man that has built modern-day Dubai. So during the times, the times of foreign, uh, former fallen empires, when Rome fell, when the Trojans fell, when Syria fell, there were godly men and women during those times. And these godly men and women, were they affected by the fall of their empire? Yes, they were. Did they have control over the decisions being made that caused the fall of the empire? Not necessarily any control at all over the decisions being made by rulers. But they were still affected by their downfall. They were impacted. But those godly men and women of old did not place their hope in the empire. They placed their hope in the Lord. So this is my word of encouragement to you, New Life Church, and you're like, this is encouraging? This is encouraging. Keep praying. Keep praying, because this is our hope. Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and heal their land. The, I think the most important word here is the first word. If. If my people. So church, this is my encouragement. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. There's a very effective prayer that I, we see in the scripture because it, it ends with, and God re- granted his request. So I, I think that there's a prayer model in there somewhere that is an effective form of prayer for us. And it's many times referred to as the prayer of Jabez. We find it in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave him birth, I gave birth to him in pain. So the word Jabez means pain. How many of you have ever named your kids pain? <laughs> like, my name may be Devin, but I know my mom called me a pain a lot. I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, you're a pain in my neck. It's another thing to literally say, I'm going to name you pain, right? Uh, that, uh, that kind of probably followed him the rest of his life. Oh, Jabez, you know, you're such a Jabez, you know. You're, you're such a pain. Uh, but this is Jabez's cry to God. Jabez cried out to God, the God of Israel. He says, oh, that you would bless me. And enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be 
free from pain. And then it says, and God granted his request. There's an effectiveness to this prayer. Ultimately, Jabez is saying, God, if you do these three things, I'll be free from pain. Bless me, enlarge my territory, be with me, four things, protect me, I'll be free from pain. How many of you, maybe even the last 21 days, you have gone to God in prayer and said, God, would you relieve me of this pain? Yeah. So, so I'm gonna, well, let's look at these four things he says. Number one, pray that God will bless you. Jabez cries out to the God of Israel. He says, oh, that you would bless me. Psalm 512, this is what it says, surely, the Lord, surely, Lord, you bless who? The righteous. You, surrend, you surround them with your favor as with a shield. How many of you want to be surrounded with the favor of God? Come on, man. I want to be surrounded with the favor of God. So much so that when I pull into the Meyer parking lot and that very first parking spot is open, I look at my boys, I say, it pays to live right, right, you know? <laughs> it pays to live right. I want to be surrounded with favor. Surely, Lord, you bless everybody. Mm. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. I tell my children this a lot. I tell our, tell our church this a lot. Forgiveness is always free. That's what the Bible tells us from beginning. Forgiveness, free. But blessing follows obedience. Forgiveness is free. But blessing follows obedience. So surely, Lord, you bless the, the righteous. Blessing follows obedience. So why does God want to bless you? Pray that God will bless you. Why does God want to bless you? The wrong answer is just because he likes you and wants to give you stuff. That's the wrong answer. Blessing follows obedience. So, so why bless you? Well, it's not just because he likes you and wants to give you stuff. The answer is in the word prosperity, which literally means in Hebrew, wherever you get on your own, God will push you even further. So, so okay. Whatever you can do on your own through obedience, God will bless you and push you further than you could have ever gone on your own. That's blessing. So blessing is you start off in taking steps of faith and obedience and God pushes you beyond where you could have ever gone. Watch it in Genesis chapter 26. Then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Did the Lord bless him before he sowed? Lord, if you bless me, I'll go sow the seed. No. He went and sowed the seed. He, 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 he cultivated the earth. He planted the seed. He did the dirty work. And then it reaped a harvest. 
and the Lord blessed him. It, it says, the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, we, we want that, don't we? Lord, would you prosper me so I continue to prosper, so I can be prosperous, and I can be prosperous, and I can continue prospering, so I can be a prosperous man. I want to prosper. And if you let me prosper, I promise I'll go to work. If you let me prosper, I promise I'll be generous. If you let me prosper, I'll stop complaining. Huh. Now Isaac, he went and he sowed what he had. It reaped a harvest. And God allowed him to prosper. And he continued prospering until he was prosperous. You see, blessing follows. Come on, help me, new life. Blessing follows obedience. It follows obedience. I mean, God tells Abram, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. So why does God want to bless you? God doesn't want to just meet your need. He wants to give you more than you need so that you have something to give away. I'm going to make you a great nation, Abraham. I'm going to make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing. You know, God owns everything. God's wanting to bless people, but he's looking for some conduits by which his blessing can flow. So he's looking for obedient people that have the character and competency to handle what he wants to bless us with more than we need so that we're the conduit by which we can then bless the world around us. He wants to give you more than you need so you have something to give away. Now imagine though if God's heart is to bless people so he, they can bless other people but that person begins to hoard it. But clogs up the channel of God's generosity and giving to the world. Can you imagine? Well this happens once where Jesus tells a story. There was a man who once his harvest was so large he, he, he had no idea what to do with all of his harvest and harvest was wealth back then. And so he decided, oh I have a great idea. I'm gonna tear down all my barns build bigger barns, and then retire. And ultimately, the message that Jesus is sending through this parable is, you mean to tell me you had the resources to help people that couldn't help themselves, but you kept it to yourself? And Jesus says, today you die. Today you die. You see, blessing, true blessing of God always follows obedience because he knows that you will obey with the blessing that he'll give you. Yeah, that. I want that. God wants you to be, God wants to bless you so you can be a blessing. So pray that God will bless you. Number two, pray that God will give you influence. I'm telling you, church, you were made for influence. You have influence. And pray that God will give you more of this influence. Jabez, he, Jabez cried out to God of Israel. He said, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Enlarge my influence. Ephesians 3.20, this is what it says. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is at work in us. Immeasure. You cannot measure how much more God can do. 
It's more than you can think or imagine. So our prayer is, Lord, help me to do more than I'm currently doing to make an eternal impact. Enlarge our territory, Lord. Not because we want to put our sign on it. Not because we want to put our name on it. Not because we want to put it in our, in our bank accounts. Not because we want to build bigger homes. No, enlarge our territory because we want to enlarge the kingdom of heaven on earth. We want to make eternal impact. Yeah. You think the Lord will hear that kind of prayer. Enlarge my influence, God, so you get glory. Enlarge my influence, God, so that we can reach more people. Enlarge my influence, Lord, so, so my business can make an impact and continue to give people opportunity to work and life and live. And, and I can do that to help get the gospel into people. See, we can leverage our lives for influence. Because I, I say it all the time, career is how we make a dollar. But calling is how we make a difference. And your calling and my calling may not always look the same. And your career and my career may not always look the same. But we all, God has given us all influence to make a difference with the call he's placed on our lives. I think the greatest thing that people are looking for in their life is, why am I here? Why am I here? God, enlarge our territories. Let us know why we're here. Give us purpose again so that in all the areas of our lives we can make eternal impact. Eternal. And you know how I know people have the ability to make eternal impact? Well, you have to find the right motivator. Because, because I promise you, 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 you've seen it. If someone goes and they get involved in a multi-level marketing campaign, they'll reach out to anybody they've ever known, ever, or used to know, or they think they know, in order to pitch their multi-level thing. They will. What's the motivator? I can build a business through this. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, like, with that same motivation, more than, more than material things, if we had that same motivator for the eternal things of God, to, 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 that people, there's true salvation from the pit of hell for people, and if that really motivated us, we would begin to leverage our influence with the people we know people we used to know, people we want to know, and we begin to build, build relational uh, uh, a network so that we can begin to love people and give people the example of Christ so we can give them the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God for salvation. And we will step back one day and say, thank God, my children are saved, my neighbor is saved, my brother is saved, my mama is saved, my grandkids are saved, right? Eternal impact. So Lord, increase our territory, give us influence in the right motivation in Jesus' name. And number four, uh, three, pray that God will be with you. Jabez cried out, oh God, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, and he says, and let your hand be with me. So pray that God will be with you. I would never want to do this life without the presence of God in my life. That's why we see people in the Bible say, Lord, wherever your presence go, I want to go. Where you go, I'll go. Wherever you lead me, I want to go. Because if you're there, I, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be away from your presence. So pray that God will be with you 
Acts 11.21 says, The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. There is an effectiveness to our influence when the hand of God is on our life. When we have the presence of God in our life, the Spirit of God in our life. Pray that the Lord will be with you. 2 Corinthians 3.5 says, Not that we are competent in ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers. So here's a prayer. Lord, be with me, because what you've asked me to do, I cannot do on my own. Come on, parents. You ever had a day where you're like, Lord, be with me? Because these children you gave me, they're awesome, but I cannot do this on my own. Or maybe on Monday when you're going back to work, you're commuting to work and you say, God, I need you. Because what you've called me to, I cannot do on my own. Or maybe you gotta go have a difficult conversation with somebody to repair and restore a relationship. God, would you be with me? Because I cannot do this on my own. And sometimes God's gonna put a call of God in your life that is so big, you'll realize, Lord, will you be with me? Because I cannot do this on my own. I need the spirit of God. I need your hand to be upon me. And Jabez's cry was that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, and let your hand be with me. The fourth thing, pray that God will protect you. So Jabez, his cry was, oh God, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me, and keep me from harm. How many of you know if God begins to bless your life, God begins to give you influence in your life that people are going to start noticing your life. Moreover, how many of you know that the devil will begin to take notice of your life? You see, the devil won't care if you're building your own material gain in your own kingdom. He'll be like, yeah, give them more stuff and more selfishness. The devil will take notice when he says, wow, God's blessing them, giving them influence, and they're making eternal impact. You'll get the attention of the adversary. First Peter 5, 8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And he says, Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Psalm 3, 3 says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head. And so here's the prayer. Lord, protect me, from whatever may try to deter me from the mission in my life. Pray for God's protection. So again, here's the prayer of Jabez. Jabez cried out to the Lord God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So here's my question for you this morning. Do you need to be free of pain? Jabez's name was pain. Jabez was probably very familiar with pain. And out of his pain, he cried, God bless me. Enlarge my territory and give me influence. May your hand be with me. I, I never want to be without your presence. And protect me from enemies and then if I have those four things, no matter what happens, even if the empire falls, I will be free 
of pain. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to pray with you. All over this place, if you just close your eyes for a moment, because this prayer is for you. This is your prayer. This is, the, this is Jabez's prayer. We'll put it up on the screen, it, it, the summary of the prayer. Bless me, give me influence, be with me, protect me, and I will live free of pain. So right now, all over the place, would you just begin to, in your own way, just begin to cry out to God in your way, as Jabez did. Lord, God, I pray that you'll bless me. And I know what that means. I'm not just putting that on you. I'm saying I know you bless the righteous. So I am in agreement this morning that I want to live more faithfully. I want to walk in obedience to your word. And I know you'll bless me. Give me influence, God. Enlarge my territory. Not to build my empire. Not to build my idea. Not that I get glory and fame. Enlarge my influence, God, to make eternal impact because there are real people in real struggles experiencing real darkness, and I want to bring light to dark places. Would you give me influence? So, Holy Spirit, give me the words to speak. Give me the wisdom and knowledge that I need. Give me the ability to lead people out of darkness and into your light. It is far better than any, any material possession to see one life move from darkness to light. Would you give us influence, enlarge our territories? I pray that, Lord, people in our church, that you would enlarge their territory in the workplace because we need godly men and women that will rise up and help build physical economy and the spiritual economy and you've called them to do it and may your hand be upon them so protect give us that you would be with us in all we do lord be with parents as we parent be with children as they are students lord be with employees as they uh, as they work be with business owners as they build their business we want to never never step away from your presence so, Lord, would, that we would be a presence-oriented people. And moreover, that New Life Church will remain on mission to be a presence-oriented church. We don't want to be anywhere where the Spirit of God and the presence of God isn't. And may it permeate in this place and permeate in our hearts more than ever before. And God, we, I pray protection over children and families. Protect us, God, as we move forward forward and bringing heaven to earth and the devil's going to see what what people are doing and the internal impact uh, that is being made and we'll want to put a stop to it we'll want to try to crack it and divide it and break into it and we rebuke it in jesus name would you confuse the enemy's plans right now in jesus name would you uh, we come against division in families we come against division in the church we pray for protection over what you're doing this year in jesus name so that god your people can live pain-free. And the world may be experiencing pain, empires may fall, but we will be pain-free because we are blessed people with influence, with your presence, have your protection, and we live pain-free. Because to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray all of this. Amen.